Hey Nomads and welcome to episode 13 of the Nomads of Fantasy podcast. This is a podcast where we go and explore all the different worlds from Jaws, Lord of the Rings, Super Mario Brothers, Star Wars, whatever. We just love exploring these places from movies, TV shows, video games. We're just suckers for it and uh, my name is Brandon. I'm the host but I'm also here with Dave. Hello internet. Oh my god. <laughs> yep, it's happening. It's <laughs> happening. We're professionals now. Now we're going to get auto-tuned oh Dave uh, for the rest of the fucking podcast. Now we are. Now that means we're real. Once we get auto-tuned. Oh yeah, Dave got a new toy. And uh, and, and who else is here? Uh, we have Eric. I, I don't know how I could follow that up, so I'll just say <laughs> hello. Uh, yeah, so uh, we love movies, right? Uh, the last episode we just reviewed... Um, Die Hard, the original, the first Die Hard, and we loved it. But uh, since then, they uh, since we recorded the episode, there was a new trailer that came out for Ghostbusters. Uh, there's another one coming out. So there's the two that came out back in the day with the original cast. Then they had a new one come out a few years ago, and it was all women. And then the new one that's coming out is focused on kids. So we were just kind of reacting to that, and it made us think, what's going on with franchises, with the reboots, the sequels, the whatever, right? So we were like, you know, maybe we should talk about this. Maybe we should talk about just what is it about sequels, and what happens to these stories and these characters that we fall in love with. So, uh, But before we do that, we always like to catch up. I'm gonna go with Eric first. What have you What have you been doing since uh, we last talked? Uh, I've been playing. Oh, well, I haven't been playing a ton of games, but I got a few. Um, I've been. Uh, so I I feel like the only games I played have been on stream twitch.tv slash Nomads of Fantasy. Uh, I played. So I've been. I downloaded a bunch of. Well, hold on. No, I obtained a bunch of. Game Boy Advance cartridges legally, I promise. They're all legal. Um, and uh, it, I have The Legend of Zelda Minish Cap. I've never played that one. I wanted to play that one because I've heard it's a really good one. And I had WarioWare Inc. Mega Micro Games. I don't know if you guys have played any of the WarioWare games, but they're fun. They're really fun. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. The original one, it was on game boy advanced uh so i actually played through all of that i beat it on stream um can watch the archive up now and that game is awesome like it's just if you don't know what WarioWare is it's just a bunch of like literally like five second games that you just run through um and like they speed up and they get faster and faster they're all like really obscure like you have one like objective to do like dodge this thing or push a button really fast or you know and they just it keeps cycling through um you have to beat a certain amount of them to move on to like the next level and all this stuff so it's just like a crazy rush of uh adrenaline uh it, it was it was really good um yeah the other one i was playing was legend of zelda minish cap i played i started playing that on stream and i played a good chunk of it the beginning of it i beat the first dungeon um and that game is awesome like so, so you're actually playing on the advance? Well, I have to say that for legal purposes, but okay, I don't want to dox myself. 
but wink, wink. Uh, I have fancy component cables. Let's just say that. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, I yeah I've been playing that one because that's a hole in my uh, Zelda uh, knowledge that's, there. That's like a Capcom Zelda game too, isn't it? It's not. Yes. Nintendo. Yes. Yes, that is the Capcom so. one. You're correct. Okay. Um, hey, Eric. Eric, can I ask you a question? Sure. Going going back to games specifically for like the Game Boy Advance, right? Yes. It, does the technology or the limitations of the hardware bother? Like, I know you play a lot of indie games, and they're kind of still they they emulate that kind of era. Do you find yourself at all frustrated or like, oh, man, I wish it was just I could save or I could do it. You can save what? Not at all. I'm just thinking like examples of like things that you get today that are like luxuries that back in the day you couldn't like you know back in the day you couldn't just save a game you had to have like these fifty thousand characters that you had to like put in to kind of load up where you left off. I'm sure with Game Um, Boy Advance it was more advanced, but I'm just saying like like, does the limitations get in the way at all from you enjoying this or? No, not one bit. Like Game Boy Advance games are like they're amazing. Like they're beautiful. They They aged well. They aged super well. Like, it's insane how well they aged. Like, um, I would say Legend of, of... I would say Minish Cap is on par with, like, uh, Link to the Past as far as, like, you know, how the look of it and the gameplay and how it feels and everything. Um, it's, I mean, it's the same sort of gameplay uh, that you get with Link to the Past, but it is... It's incredible. Um, I'm excited to play some more of that. Um, and, I mean, that's about all I've been playing on the... On the gameplay fun, well, me and Dave played uh, something else. Uh, we can we can talk about that together. I guess that's a good transition to roll into Dave's uh, section two. But we both played a little bit of the Ascent, uh, which just came to Game Pass the other day. Um, yeah, Dave, why don't you uh, <laughs> yesterday set the drop or set the yeah. uh, background for this game? Uh, it's a I don't know. Uh, I was gonna say post-apocalyptic, but no, steampunk. Futuristic, uh, yeah, cyberpunk, cyberpunky, Blade Runner, Diablo, twin stick yeah. shooter meets it's like an action cyberpunk. action RPG. Yeah, Diablo, yeah. Diablo esque. It's got story. It's not like an arcadey game, but you know, it kind of starts off where you're like an, you're an indentured servant almost to like a cyberpunk company, and it's got a very Blade Runnery feel to it, where it's all dark and rainy. I re- and yeah, I really shit. like the aesthetic it, of it. Yeah, Gorgeous. super cool. Like I, I didn't know such a cool world. I didn't know what to expect. I we went and checked the credits to see how many people actually worked on this game, and it seems like there was a lot of people involved. So, uh, but it looks really cool. Um, some of the voice acting was, you know, solid. We only played for you know what like an hour. hour, yeah. So we only got like really into the story. Got the second gun. It seemed like. I don't know. It was, it was getting a little more interesting once you started to unlock some stuff. It was. I played it by myself, and I, I, I got probably as far as you guys. I got the gun. I got the submachine gun. That's when the game really was more fun. Like It was like, yeah. oh, this is okay shooting. At first, like, the yeah, first weapon kind of sucks. Yep, with the first pistol, I was like, eh, it's fine, you know, it's you know, it's not great. But yeah, like you said, once you get the submachine gun, you start uh, blowing these little robots away. It's It gets pretty fun. And you got to the title, right, where it's kind of like a cold open. You kind of just go right in and just start walking around exploring. Uh, but then you reveal the title, and you see the title of the game, and you, you see where everybody's living. 
Did you guys get that I think, far? I think that's my that might have been right where we got like booted from our session. Uh, like, yeah, we, we had a hard stop. We went we went got, down uh, this like elevator and then it the game crashed. Lame. Okay. Yeah, because I walked around on the rooftops for a little bit. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was a. It's. I mean, it's a solid little game. It definitely seems like there's more, some more depth to it than what we were playing. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of like augmentations you can do and armors you can wear and guns. Like, it's, guns, you can get multiple yeah. gun gun loadouts for different situations. I saw it's getting praised because of the the theme, right? Like the cyberpunk yeah, theme. Was... Like, if you like cyberpunk, you need to play this game hands down. If you like Mass Effect or anything, like... yeah, it's very cyberpunky. Yeah, I like the aliens being everywhere, though, because, like, cyberpunk doesn't just mean aliens, but this actually has, like, kind of a Mass Effect thing, where you'll just see, like, giant alien guys just kind of hanging out there, too. I was like, I really like that. I was just like, Mass Effect meets Blade Runner meets Diablo with twin stick shooting. Uh, I like that. Uh, Yeah, but I'd like to get some more of that on stream. It seems like I saw it mentioned somewhere where, like, it's more fun if you play with multiple people. I could definitely see that. Yeah, I, Dude, I don't I think, think... I think I, you'd want at least two or three. Yeah, I don't think I would have fun playing this by myself, but I think it would be fun with all of us, like a group of three, just going through uh, shooting all these robots up. Yeah, better... I think it was already feeling better than uh, Dark Alliance was last time. Oh, was last yes. One that we, that we all got together and played, so... Hopefully get some more of that in this week. Um, what else did I play this? We started uh, UFC 4. I was in a little sporty oh, nice. mood. Dude, I like the story mode in uh in a lot of the sports games. So like <laughs> basketball, the footballs. I don't know. Story mode is just fun for me in those. I it's like the same thing with like you buy Madden every year and you play like the first half of the season and then I lose interest in it. But this one, I don't know. The acting not fantastic. Um, I think the main character. I've the only words I heard him say was like "Yup, thanks" and "Yup." So. You got like a you got a coach and he you know goes to an amateur fight and sees you getting the shit beaten out of you and he takes you under his wing and you start to go do matches and do your training. It's got pretty from what I played uh, UFC three. It seems like a lot of the fighting is the same, but they simplified a lot of the ground combat stuff, which is kind of cool. But I know me and Brandon have played three once and it's just you're just. Dying Dude, I've time. never laughed so hard at a video game. Everything about it, and it's it's funny because we don't know the <laughs> just, controls. So like you're just like smacking the shit out of each other. You're like, yeah, you're just, Good. it's 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 ridiculous. It's it is. Yeah. Um. What else did I touch this week? Uh, streamed a little bit. Uh, the first Halo. Almost done with that one. That one was kind of driving me nuts a little bit because I kept dying because some dude will shoot you in the face with a rocket and instant kill you and send you back to a checkpoint or. Uh, the fact that there's no, like, there's no waypoints or anything to point you where to go. So a lot of times I'm just like wandering around, and I don't. That know is the one thing I hated about or, uh, the later levels of Halo One. Yes, yes. the lack of so, knowing where to go and their repetitive level levels. design. Oh yeah, and a lot of times you're going through the same level, but you're going through it backwards, mm-hmm. or you're right. you know walking through the same environment going the other way. It's, I, you can see how they reused a lot of the assets. But a good thing they added in one, the Master Chief collection for that game, though, is they actually added like arrows on the ground to tell you where to go. Yes, but they didn't have oh, that. Did in they the really? Yeah, they didn't have that. Oh, in the yeah. I some don't... of some of those you're going the opposite way, though, too. Sometimes. Yeah, it's notice. still confusing sometimes. Playing. But yes, I noticed when you because you, you can switch seamlessly between the old version and the updated graphics yep. version, which is 
I like doing that just to see what the old stuff is playing like. It makes me feel like I'm playing a retro game. But um, That was it for games. Um, I did again watch some more of My Hero Academia. I'm almost through the second season. I love it. I, I, I keep I want to hear your My Hero updates every week. Just that uh, they're almost through that tournament and they're into like the final round now. So Nice. Uh, was it Isuzu, Isuzu Midori? Whatever the kid, main kid. Azuku, yeah, Midoriya. Azuku, yes. Uh, Yeah, he's into the final round, and he just... Versus uh, Todoroki, right? The the brainwashing guy. Yep, yep. So I'm trying to to watch a couple... You got to watch a couple episodes at a time because they're just so short, but um, trying to get through that one sooner than later. Um, On that that front, I'm I'm all caught up on the latest season, too, so I'm waiting for the next... I'm waiting for the next because uh, season five is still going on um, and they're doing like a simul dub uh, between the Japanese and English versions. Uh, so the English dubs come out on Saturdays. So I'm going to keep up with that every week. But are they doing just one a week for that when they're yeah. releasing it? Yep. They release uh, one a week. Okay. Well, that's not. Um, and the other one I watch is a, a Netflix show. Uh, it's a special Called Inside by Bo Burnham. Uh, he was a stand-up comedian who I guess he got famous with his YouTube videos back in like the early 2000s, and apparently back in like 2016 he started having anxiety attacks and he stopped doing stand-up for a while. And this is, I guess, his like not his latest release, but came out in 2021. Uh, it is written, directed, filmed, and edited all by Bo. Oh, that's so he did everything in it. Yeah, it's super impressive. But he recorded it in the guest house of his house during the pandemic with no crew or audience. And it's basically just him doing songs and sketches about day to day life during the pandemic. And, you know, he's got songs about FaceTiming with your mom or uh, one of my one of the funniest ones was white, white girl Instagram song, which I don't know. It's just funny to see the creativity that this guy put out all by himself, just in a room. Everything's filmed in this just one room. He's just got different lighting effects. He's got, you know, synthesizers and tons of keyboards and all sorts of crazy stuff. So he just, like, kind of let his creativity just kind of pour out, and he kind of talks about a lot of personal stuff. I was say, like it gets mental, pretty uh, heavy at health. some points, right? Like yeah. Suicide yeah. type stuff. <laughs> he talks about, like, how he, you know, stopped performing for a while because of the panic attacks and stuff like that but it was nominated for an emmy so i decided i'd give it a whirl and yeah i, I, I definitely was, want to check that one out I was eventually very very impressed by uh the amount of creativity it's nice because i like that he did by himself it's impressive. and he he's a he's a comedian who does music though like he does that was like his thing he would play yeah, music makes during musical, his bits yeah. so it's impressive well, and musicians should take notice, man. Like, I know, I I remember, like, when Beyonce, I think, lost to Beck. But the people were making an argument. Like, the reason why he won, not only because the album was really killer and all that stuff, and hers was good, too. But, um, you know, Beck and his dad did the whole album, and they had, like, 23 instruments. And then when you looked at Beyonce, yeah, you see that. Like that. Yeah, it's like, it's like you just see uh, she has a team. It's just like, Beyonce, you have an amazing voice. You have the ability to write your own songs, but you know whatever. I mean, not knock knocking her, but it's 
you know, some people just like can do it, all of it. And I think there's something to be said about that. And it's awesome that he did that because you don't need a whole team to do that. If you really care about this idea, get it out of your head. If you're that smart and creative, you'll figure out a way to do it if you don't. And he did it during the pandemic when he, like you said, with anxiety attacks and comedians are some of the most tortured people in society, you know? So, yeah. I'd, I'd absolutely recommend it. It got it got to the point after I watched it that like some of the songs were earwormed into my brain. I could not like I would wake up in the morning and I would hear the chorus of the song just like repeating on a loop over and over. Yeah, the Bezos song I, is on it TikTok was a lot. Me yeah, that was a that was a super good one though. But that's definitely one worth watching. I think it's I think it's still on Netflix. Obviously, because uh, they produced it or they distributed it. So. Uh, yeah, that was about it for me. Uh, what do you got, Brando? Oh, wait. Speaking of sequels, I forgot to mention something. Oh. Um, Bra- Dave, you'll like this. Brandon, you'll hate this. Dave got me. <laughs> Dave was talking about Harry Potter last week, and it got, hey, uh... it got me and my wife back into watching the, all the movies again. We started uh, with the first one. We finished that one up and moved on to the second one. We're watching... Chamber of Secrets now, um, and those movies are still great, man. You should, Brandon. You need to watch those. I know you're. You're really. I, I know. You like them. I know. Have I you know. seen them all, Eric? Oh yeah. Yep. You're I've, all the way through. Okay. Yeah. I've seen like the first three or four a bunch of times, and the later ones only like once. Um, so, yeah. So I'm excited to watch all those again. But uh, I mean, it's it's even cooler for me. Because I was like the same age as those kids um, in the movies Stop when they it. came out. Dude, I was in fucking ah. like, like sophomore year of college, <laughs> I think, when the first one came out, man. So, yeah, those were... They were oh, um, my God. They were 10 years old in the first one. So maybe I was a little bit younger, but uh, it came out and I think the first one came out in 2001. So I would have been like seven. Um, but That's uh, crazy. It's just cool watching them grow up throughout the uh, the entire all the movies and everything. And I kind of grew up with them. So, you know, they hold a little (laughs) bit of a special place for me. There's a, there's a definite tonal shift too. When they start to get old, like from, I think from four up, some people say from three up, it starts to get a little more intense. Yeah. Oh yeah. I remember I saw the first one and first one I saw in theaters. I'm like, this is fucking stupid. This is a kid's movie. And then I didn't watch until like the fifth one, fourth or the fifth one came out. I'm like, all right, these are, these aren't, these are staying around. They're getting better. So I, you know, I binged like two through four at some point. And I just like this one where like, I really wish that I could get that first viewing back. because Those are just so fucking good. Damn. So good, Brandon. You got to get in there, especially now that you got kids. Oh my God. Anywho, uh, besides Harry Potter, can yeah, I just do mine yeah. real quick? I got two quick things. All right. One. Yes. Sure. I, I finally did beat the first big boss of Neon Abyss. I finally did it. I sat down and I sat, kept dying at the fourth oh, level. Nice. Got to the fifth level and I beat him. It was super easy. That game is fun because if sometimes you get the with the roguelike kind of thing, like you just get a different setup every time. Sometimes you'll just get like a setup that is just like I am unstoppable. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So yeah, so that when that happened, I was just like, I'm gonna. This is the night I'm gonna beat it. Or at least the first boss. So that was cool. I felt really good. I love that game, Neon Abyss. Really good. But um, I. 
But you know how we were talking about our holes last week, and like there's movies we just haven't seen. One of mine is oh, yeah. talk about Let's your talk holes. about our holes. Baby. Tell me, tell me about I your holes. My holes, Brandon. man. I'm filling. I'm filling my. You gotta holes fill of, your holes. It's good for you. <laughs> I'm filling the Alfred Alfred Hitchcock hole, and ooh. ooh. Yeah, dude, it is Classic. fucking worth it too. It is fascinating going back into the fifties. Now I know he made it in the movies in the thirties, but I've never seen Rearview Mirror or Vertigo or whatever. So, um, I watched North by Northwest last fall, and it was amazing. It was like really good. I can see why that movie's held up. Um, and then I saw, you know, like other old movies like Casablanca, Maltese Falcon, stuff like that with Humphrey Bogart, and I'm like, okay, cool. I can see like why these guys are like the the shit at their time but i was watching uh, jimmy stewart in the 1954 rear view mirror by alfred hitchcock and i won't give anything away i think it's really good the special effects at the end climax is kind of dated af but other than that like it's it's a fantastic movie um what i really liked was there's kind of a gimmick to it so uh it's it only takes place from the perspective of his uh apartment so Jimmy Stewart is a character and it starts off with like, you just see like his, he's in a cast and he's in a wheelchair and he can't go anywhere. So, you know, his girlfriend visits him, Grace Kelly. Um, he has a physical therapist that checks in on him and one of his buddies or whatever is a detective. And anyways, since he can't really shoot for the magazine because of his accident, he just starts observing and looking out his window in his apartment complex. And the way that it's shaped is that there's a big courtyard. So he can just see into a lot of people's apartments. So there's all these different people. And one of the people, one of the families or whatever, is an older couple, a husband and a wife, or they're bickering. So he thinks he sees, or he thinks that the husband killed the wife, right? Because she's like in bed and sick. But the <laughs> oh. gimmick, the gimmick is, I won't give anything else away because like that's the whole point is like, did it, did it not happen? Did it happen? And he's trying to prove it. And he's trying to convince his girlfriend and the physical therapist and all that stuff. But what's cool is you don't see any other shots. It's not one take, but I'm just saying that like the cameramen only are in that room that he's in. It's just like a studio apartment or whatever. And it's just his perspective. Everybody else, like, you, if he wants to snoop on the neighbors, like, the first shot actually is a long shot, and it just sets up the world. So, like, we're talking about worlds. Like, this is cool because we're just in his apartment, and they just show all the different people across the courtyard, and they all have their own different personalities and stuff like that. And it's just cool. And, and the whole mil- movie's that way you never you never see jimmy leave his apartment and then the cameraman goes over there he might send his girlfriend over to like the guy's house when he's not there or the guy's apartment when he's not there but you're jimmy stewart's kind of perspective you're just like oh shit like i hope he doesn't come back and catch her in the apartment or whatever but dude for a 1954 movie the suspense the gimmick of you know like i said just like you're only from his perspective in his loft or his his studio it's really good. I think Alfred Hitchcock is worthy of the reputation that he has. Um, I want to keep working on him. I started watching Vertigo, but it was late and I fell asleep. Another Jimmy uh, um, Jimmy Stewart movie, 1958. I'm going to watch that one, but I don't know. I wanted to change Where are you watching them? What are you using to stream? Uh, Amazon Prime. Oh, nice. It has a bunch of... What was the, this one called? This one is Rearview Mirror. Rearview Mirror. Okay. Yeah. That sounds sounds very interesting. I like those old. It's all black and white too. Yeah, dude. No, 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 no. It's colored. No, no. no they they have the color and all oh, that stuff. Okay. 
But uh, I just watched that one. Uh, North by Northwest is really good just because it's like, it's kind of got some of those famous scenes. You ever see the scene where like somebody's walking across the road and an airplane's like, he's like in the middle of like nowhere. It's like flatlands. And then um, an airplane's up in the air and then all of a sudden the airplane turns around and then he realizes it's coming at him and then it starts shooting. That was in that movie. Oh. And we, that's parried all the time. But, right. um, but yeah, it's a great movie. It's like the George, he's like the, um, the the guy that's in it. Oh, I'm trying to blank on him, but he uh, he's like the George Clooney of the past. He's just so cool, just this super old, handsome, cool guy. Clooney, Cary Grant, past. Hmm. Cary Grant, I think Sounds is about nice. right. Yeah, okay. but yeah, that's it. Alfred nice. Hitchcock is awesome. So I mean, Birds and Psycho get always like all the attention because. But these movies are PG. I had my six year old watch it with me, and he's like watching it, and I'm like, it's and my wife is like, it's just. This is about murder. This is about murder. There's like people getting ki- mm-hmm. apparently being killed, and I don't know. It's whatever. 1954 horror. Come on. So yeah, I think you would like it. The humor is actually pretty good in it too. Um, and that's it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I give that a whirl. Yeah. So I don't know. I like to do that. I've been. I like to go back and you know get see some of the classics. See you know that we reference because we all know that new new ideas are hard to come by. Clearly, that's why we see the, these shitty sequels and reboots, and and that's kind of coming full circle. Because when we saw Ghostbusters trailer drop, we're like, <laughs> "Are we that out of ideas?" So we're like, "Okay, what if we had women in it? What if we had kids in it? Like, what if we're in space?" Right, Eric? <laughs> it's just like that'll be next. It'll be next. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's so it's nice to see in those old movies, though, like the cinematography too. Like you can see, you know, they it seems like they're a lot of their shots are because they had less to work with. They're more, more thought and inventing into it. the shots. Yeah. So like, you know, a lot of the filming techniques that we have now, like they didn't have back then. So a lot of like the long shots or, you know, if they got crane shots or shit like that, like they're just impressive for the time. The only thing from the old movies is the audio. It's not bad. It's just the audio is yeah. like clearly one microphone hanging above the scene, and they <laughs> you hear every shirt, every step, every you can just hear everything. And uh, yeah. you know nowadays they just everything is made in a studio. Like that when the person opens up a newspaper in a movie today, they did not record that. They only recorded the person's voice. They have people dedicated in studios to ruffle up that paper and make that sound. Everything that you hear, footsteps, splashing, breathing, wind, it's all produced post, unless it's in the shot for a certain thing. But it's just, yeah, when you watch old movies, like the music's also all like an orchestra, you know, which is kind of cool. Like mm-hmm. Star Wars is an orchestra. Uh, Lord of the Rings is an orchestra. Uh, the Marvel movies are orchestra. Uh, Harry Potter's orchestra. Uh, you know, Spielberg likes to go oh, with yeah. the orchestra. So like, it, to me, it just feels great. Like I love it, but that's what I noticed about the audio. But yeah, the shots are beautiful too. Like, oh man, people just could dress so classy back then. And Grace Kelly, <laughs> man, I've heard her being like referred to. She's a beautiful woman. Tell you what, huh. she's a very attractive woman. Uh, she's so cool but, in the movie. Yeah, you know, they they made hot chicks back in the fifties too. Mm-hmm. Just a different, they're a little classier when they're in their hotness. That's all. Yeah, but yeah, that's cool. All right, well, I think that's enough. Let's let's get into this yeah. episode. Yeah, let's take a quick break before we uh, jump into the sequel. 
And like a bad sequel, we are back. Ah. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, we, we could we could literally say anything we want with sequels, right? We know what a sequel is, but I think before we get into this, before we have fun with all the stuff that comes with sequels, let's uh, define it. So, I don't know, like, Eric, did you have an idea of how we want to describe or define sequels so we can all get on the same page? Sure. Um, I mean, to me, a sequel is just, um, I think it's pretty simple, just a follow-up to something else. Uh, so it could be the second movie in a series. Honestly, to me, it could be a second movie in a series. It could be a fifth movie in a series. Because if we're talking about like a fifth movie, uh, essentially the fifth movie is a sequel to the fourth movie. Um, so we could look at it that way. Um, it doesn't have to necessarily be like, okay, this is number two. Cause, uh, I mean, if we take star Wars, for example, we wouldn't call, um, I guess you would call attack of the clones, a sequel to phantom menace, but the original sequel would be empire strikes back. So you could look at it, you know, both ways. Um, I think it gets a little confusing with the star Wars example. Uh, but I feel like it's, it's just a, follow-up to something that came before it um and i would say it also qualifies as like a continuation of a story um i don't think uh i'm trying to think of an example of a movie that you know would be a a second iteration but not a continuation of a story if you can think of any examples but in, in my mind a sequel would be continuing the story that came in the last movie. Okay. What do you think, Dave? Was that jive with you? Oh, uh, that sounds right. Um, I mean, yeah, that's pretty a pretty generic overview of it. Um, I have a lot of notes on what makes better sequels or things that, I don't know, lend itself to like a sequel possibly being good. Um, a couple of genres specifically that, I don't know, Genres in general that lend themselves to sequels being better. Um, so you got like the continuation of stories, or like when movies are based off of the source material, like Lord of the Rings. It's like one story, but they cracked it into three movies. Sequels are fantastic, but sure, but that's one story that they purposely figured out two hours or three hours here, three hours here. Like there's, they had breakpoints. They kind of I mean, broke it up in three players, books. But- Books are similar to each other. But that and then, like, if you get into... But but, but those stories started where, like, they they had to deliver the ring in the last book. There was... You know that there's trilogy. Like, you know that those stories are coming. Right. Yeah. Like, when we look at movies, the first one, right, tells its story. It has nothing to go off of. It has to be good. The second one only exists... Like, to me, with movies, a lot of the second ones, it's because the first one did well. That's why the sequel gets made, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what I wanted to talk about. You know, like, there's a couple of ways we can look at it, right? You know, where did they, like, Back to the Future 2 is a direct sequel. They probably didn't have it written when they made one, but they knew they wanted to make a sequel. So that's why the movie ends purposely saying this will continue with the second movie. They were that confident, you know? I could be wrong. Maybe they had right. one, two, and three. But. And it's, yeah, it's an important distinction that's called, like, part two instead of just two, you know? But it movies are a business, right? Like, it's a lot of money, it's a lot of time, it's a lot of resources to put together a movie. 
so obviously when one movie does really well, of course they're going to... I saw this thing uh, that said... <clears throat> this is just what I saw, just one place, but um, that the sequel makes eight times more in the box office than the first one. Just just because. So obviously they're going to make it because it sounds like you can make a sequel. This is a no- known quantity, basically. Yeah, it's just like if it's a good movie and the characters are alive at the end, then you could make a sequel just because, and even be bad, and it's just you've made the money. Unless people have imbi- like hopes of making a trilogy or a franchise, I guess. Uh, but I think like a lot of franchises have put a bad taste in sequels, like the idea of a sequel, a bad taste in our mouth about it. Uh, horror genre obviously is notorious for that. The fact that like oh, there's tons of those. I didn't even touch on those. I didn't really either because I think I think it's like being oh, yeah. a dead they horse. They just keep cranking them out. Friday the Thirteenth, but yeah, well, those ones kind of a, mm-hmm. they have a more of a set format to them where you know, Quiet Town. All of a sudden, the murderer shows up, and then like you know that you know eight people that you start the movie with, you're going to end up with eh, probably six or seven of them dying. They're only going to have like one or two left. Well, those are more or formulaic, I would say, as a sequel. But you exactly still, you're continuing in that theme yeah mm-hmm. one thing i was gonna say with those movies though is they're following a formula rather than uh like any movies that are based off i was gonna say comic book movies you have source material for those so you're like all right this spider-man movie is about fighting this villain and then all right let's dig into the catalog you have thousands of comic books to choose from you're like all right this is the next one you can kind of piece those together so anything with anything with a book that the movie is based off of, I think automatically has an edge because I think the story is more well thought out in like a overall sense. Like the Harry Potter movies, like those are all kick-ass movies because they're well put together. Yeah, that and- makes total sense. And maybe the first one might be a stinker and then they kind of go- get better as they go along, but they have the intention of making more. Um, you know, and that's the thing, right? Like, right. so I hear, 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 so you made me think of something, right? So... How much of originality plays in making a sequel or with the hopes of with the sequel doing well and thus making a trilogy or a franchise, right? Because if you look at Star Wars, Star Wars has to have certain things in it. It has to have the title crawl. It has to have blue milk. It has to have lightsabers. It has to, you know, there's like certain things that it's not a Star Wars movie until I hear the Wilhelm scream. You know, like it ha- there's certain things that they can't branch away from. And in, in, in other movies have to, I don't know, like how much of the original. So that's it's, it's like it's all over the place, right? I think, yeah, I think it, like you said, like Dave was saying, the sor- something based on source material definitely has an edge because you have something to go off of. An original idea is harder to make a sequel. So one I was thinking about and one that I wanted to bring up was Toy Story, for example. Great original idea, smash oh, yeah. box office hit, one of the most successful animated movies ever made. And then they had to make a follow-up to that and find some way to make it improve upon it from the original. Um, and it's an interesting story. They didn't story have with, to, but, but financially no, they, they could have to. just They could have just cashed in and, you know, um, with the Toy Story name. It's funny. There's an interesting story behind the production of that. So Toy Story 2 was originally going to be a straight-to-video movie, but yeah. Disney decided that they didn't want to do that. So Pixar made a full-fledged movie out of it. Um, And like after months of production, I forgot how long they spent on it, but a while. 
into production. Oh yeah, something happened. Like two Disney, got lost. Disney was saying, well, they almost lost like everything that they made because someone like yeah. accidentally hit like a de- delete command on the root folder of all of their assets. <laughs> That's but they insane. were able oh, to. Oh re- shit! They were able to recover most of it. But yeah. even source control. Right. Yeah. Even with that, Disney <laughs> didn't like the direction that the movie was going in. So basically, Pixar started from scratch. And they had eight months to make the entirety of Toy Story 2 and get it out into theaters. So they made that movie in eight months, and it was an amazing sequel to Toy Story 1. It was more successful in the box office. Because that whole franchise just pumps out good ones. Do you remember the 90s? Like Aladdin, A Lion King? Those movies had sequels, but they weren't a big deal. I was there. They were just... (laughs) I was there. (laughs) You know, they were just like direct to DVD or whatever. Well, yes. Aladdin, I mean, Aladdin and Lion King. The Aladdin ones, the Aladdin ones were direct to, yeah, direct to video. That was a big thing back with Disney. It was like the direct to video sequel. Yeah, they just crank them out. Which, which is interesting. You know that uh, Toy Story two was able to break that mold and get a full theatrical release, and obviously that's I guess so. One of the yeah, most successful animated franchises in history. So. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was thinking about why that was, but that's actually really cool. If Toy Story did it, I mean, pick. I have a note. Pixar movies. If somebody's going to have a sequel, like the Toy Story ones, they work pretty well. Incredibles 2 is just as good as the first one, I thought. So I was going to say, it's funny I, It's funny that we mentioned Pixar because like only certain uh, franchises in within Pixar get the sequel treatment. Like you're saying, Toy Story, The Incredibles, Cars, they pumped out those Cars movies, which I, you know, not my favorite. But those are the only ones that have follow-ups. You gotta have a good world built for them. Right. I, I mean, Pixar is great at world building, but I mean, even like, uh, how come Zootopia doesn't have a sequel? Like that, as a Brandon was saying earlier. No, I like, think it will. That's a that's not Pixar. Yeah, but that I, I mean, could see that I could see that getting a follow up. Yeah, there's some good ones in there, but I think part of the sequels being good is have like the having a plan for it. Sometimes it looks like studios just are like they're after it for the money, and sometimes they're after it for like talked about we said back to the future or some stuff like that but like i let's bring up the matrix uh fantastic oh first movie but wow, i didn't think about going down that did they yeah. did they know what was going to happen when they were filming that first movie or did like Dude, internet jesus two and three should Neo exist. come out of nowhere like two Dude, wasn't that's an example terrible but trying to cash got, in on success i feel like you know with this i mean we got they're filming four right now so who knows what kind of movie that's going to be. But. It could either be the, the re, yeah, it'll either reboot it or kill it. Yeah, I, who knows? But they're all, they're all getting old, but that's one that I think didn't have like a, I mean, it had a vision to it, but I don't know if it was this, like the first movie was so groundbreaking that I don't know if they're just trying to keep running with that or like make it more groundbreaking where like now Agent Smith, there's 80 of them running around. And now we're in the real world going to Zion and having rave dance parties in a cave and like all sorts of weird. Yeah, that one went off the rails kind of quick, but yeah, they unfortunately, yeah, the, those movies I think ruined the taste of Matrix because the, the first Matrix is amazing. I see, I think it still holds up, it's still really good. Yeah. You please tell Absolutely. me, it's fine for, oh, yeah, it's fine for me because I don't think I've seen the uh sequels to the matrix so i don't 
I don't have, no, you don't need to. I don't have do any anything uh, feelings about those. Yeah. So yeah, Matrix One. Just I just want to leave it. Yeah, leave it as it is. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. The Animatrix is good. You gotta see the. You gotta see the story through. You see what. I mean, what maybe Neo eventually. Does. I feel like I've seen parts of them, but nah. I feel like I feel like the Matrix could have been like a self-contained. They didn't need to expand upon that universe anymore. I totally agree. I wanted it to, but when I, when I don't, it's sometimes you don't like what you get. And that was a movie. <laughs> it's like Indiana Jones. Fucking a man. Like two and three were great. And then it's just like, why don't we just keep going? And then that's, the fourth that's, one's just like, okay, yeah. you know what? That's the trouble you get Maybe into. That. That's the slippery so- slope you get into with like a successful franchise, you know? Cause like you get, you know, you can, you get the first one. It's a, you know, moderate success. The second one is the Indiana Jones example is a good one. And, you know, the sequel follow up, you know, it starts to take off and then it's like, okay, we can keep just making these and pumping them out and people will pay to watch them, you know, which whatever it's, it's like you said, it's a business. So, you know, so part of that, I know part of that brings me to one of the things I thought was like a good key way to tell if sequel has a chance of being good is how long it's been since the previous movie. So, uh, we talked about Die Hard last week. Um, a lot of it has to do with uh, how many of the same actors are still around. Like, if you're keeping the same actors, you keep the same directors, keep the same producers, stuff like that. So, Die Hard 1, 1988. Die Hard 2, 1990. So, they had to, that one was pretty quick after. Die Hard 3, still a good one, 95. Same director, too. So same director in one and three, same screenwriter in one and two, and then it was count this twelve years before the fourth one, and they had new directors, new screenwriters, uh, new story writers, everything, and that one just like that one just went flying off the tracks, and that's when I don't know Die Hard kind of shit his pants. Same thing with uh, Back to yeah. Back to the Future we mentioned, first one in eighty five, next one in eighty nine. And then the next one in ninety, a year after that. So, yeah, but but those movies knew they were making more. Yeah. It's like right. it's like James Bond was like a series of books, and then it's like let's just put all these to the movies, and like you got this ongoing guy. But like sometimes he can be swapped out, and somebody else can run with it, and everybody's okay with that. And some are good, some are bad. Uh, but then other franchises, it's like it just seems like they slowly degrade. You know, mm-hmm. I know it's, there's like once in a while one will be better than others, but typically it just seems like it's like a, like who nobody wants to be in the unless it's like Fast and the Furious, but like nobody wants to be in Austin Powers four or something like that. I, do they? I feel like I maybe now because that's time. Old, yeah, but. time has passed where Austin Powers can be back. But I was just looking at Raider, like Indiana Jones, first one eighty one bag stuff. Why are we talking about this? Temple of Doom eighty four. I know. Last Crusade eighty nine, so all three of those movies are within eight years, and then it is uh eighteen, nineteen years until Kingdom of the Crystal Skull came out. And look what happened there. You know? Everybody's older. The magic's lost. Of, yeah. The momentum, the chemistry. Yep. A lot of it. And they're trying to a lot of you it. You gotta be just, very careful. They're pulling on the nostalgia thing rather than trying to tell a good story. They're trying to be like, Hey, remember when Indiana used his whip to do this stuff? We're gonna do that again, except now Shia LaBeouf is in here, and like they're just trying to pull at the heartstrings. That's when we get into of... like reboot territory, which is different than a sequel. I feel like, because 
they try to make it a sequel, but you know, they, it's, I guess you could call it a revival, maybe instead of a reboot. In that example, um, well, like that one, they tried I tried to they, bring it back from the dead, essentially. Because I think they tried to like, like, all right, this franchise is treasured. Let's bring it back and let's pass the torch to like the younger generation, which looks right. like what they're trying to do with the Ghostbusters movie, which kind of looks kind of fucking lame. But. but there was no kids in the first one, so but it's not a kids genre. It, kids can watch it, but it's not a kids genre. Yeah. Like, that's the thing they don't get. That's the, I mean, that's kind of think of what they were nope. trying to do with Crystal Skull, and they brought in Shia LaBeouf and like, hey, now he's yeah. gonna be the Indiana Jones. They're just trying to appeal to a wider audience. The Shia LaBeouf yeah. thing is very like dated because that was the point where he was, you know, big. He was in like everything back sure. then. So they were trying to, yeah, they were trying to get him yeah. for that, and they're like, oh, let's get Shia LaBeouf, and maybe this movie will do good. But obviously, <laughs> you can't make a movie good with just one actor. Which yeah, I but he that listen that. That it's not you can blame no, him. No, of course for not. That movie, that movie, that that, exactly, that's what I'm saying. Around. It was the it was, it was the writers sloppy, and sloppy movie. Yeah, trying to ring that it nostalgia. Was the, right, the writing was really bad. Yep, nostalgia. That's, it was just not a good story. Which is kind of why um, the yeah, it was just re- the latest the latest Star Wars movies all kind of sucked. It's because they're trying to pull too much of nostalgia stuff instead of telling just a good story. Like. Like yeah, solo or rogue one in, like, in the grandstand. Those separate those separate the stage. But I don't wanna I don't wanna just shit on thirty sequels, but can we I, can we I'd like um, to talk about some good ones. Can we just talk about possibly the what? greatest sequel ever made? Please. That would be um Terminator Two. Yeah. Judgment Day. I was gonna say it better be T two oh, yeah. Judgment Day. So let's talk about why it's a good sequel. Um to me, so like the first one it was, I don't think it was like a, a smash hit or anything. Like it wasn't super. It was a big, it was a pretty popular I mean, it was movie, popular. I, mean, I think it, it had, I don't think it was like a huge smash box office success. Success. What are the years on those two movies? Um, Now you put me on the Do spot here. Dave, Terminator, Dave's what's the, I just wanna... Terminator 2 was 91, but I'd have to pull up. Yeah, so Terminator right. 1 was late 80s. Uh, I think 88 maybe? Uh, But. Okay. Anyways, yeah. So the time between those, um, I think the it's so, it works so well as a sequel because it takes the idea of the original and basically flips it on its head. Like you don't, whatever. Spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen Terminator Two. <laughs> oh uh, yeah. God. Uh, Arnold Arnold Schwarzenegger is the Terminator. He's and he's the bad guy in the first one. Um, so. You know, anyone that's seen the first one is assuming that he's going to be the antagonist in the sequel. But and it's pretty you know. straightforward. It's like, um, yep. it's like a stalker, violent, yeah. ultra violent the, stalker robot. It's so weird. I just watched the, the original Terminator recently. I've only seen that one a couple times. I've seen Terminator 2 a, hun- a thousand times. But the first one is like basically a slasher flick. Like, there's this dude yeah. who's just coming after you, coming after Sarah Connor. That's his only mission. Anyone named Sarah Connor, he's looking up, he's killing them, and he's nonstop, you know, unstoppable force coming for you. So that's like slasher flick, essentially. Sarah Connor bangs, uh, she sleeps with uh, Kyle, right? Kyle. And that's yep. creating a, her son. John Connor. Which, which yep. is why they were sent back in time so she couldn't have a son. So, like, the Terminators exactly. being sending him back, caused, it's like it was meant to be. Because yeah. It's just like a weird, I don't know if it's a plot hole or a goof in the writing, but. It's just I think weird. it's just yeah, 
alternate timelines maybe i don't know i didn't think that yeah, far maybe. uh into in depth one, about it but first one came out on october 26 1984 so 84 oh, yeah. i didn't realize movie. that was such i didn't realize that was such a big gap between yeah, those. so it's probably a halloween movie too then too that's cool so that yeah that makes it even cooler because yeah when you see the first one you you know the story you th- you know arnold's a bad guy you go into the second one, assuming that, you know, it's going to be the same type of deal, but they flip it on its head and he's really there to protect John Connor. And, you know, that was just a cool twist that was unexpected and that just makes it like such a good movie. And like, oh, I the think it's production genius. values, the special effects for the time were just incredible, like top notch. I think they still hold uh, up. Oh, yeah. I just watched it like not too long ago and it's still incredible to this day. Um, I think that one does have, in my opinion, that's like the best sequel movie sequel of all time. It does have some of those sequel tropes where it's like, all right, you got to fight the same guy you fought in the first one, except now he's a little, he's a jelly man that can run really fast and walk a through jelly jail man. bars, walk through jail bars. And like, you know, they do a lot of that stuff where they're kind of, you know, you hey, gotta, I don't know, they do that in a lot of movies. Oh, go ahead. So just because we're talking about like movies like that are se- the sequels that are really good. Um, Dave and I both noticed that on IMDb, their top 10 movies, uh, a bunch of them actually out of 10, like are sequels. So the first number one movie highest rated on IMDb is Shawshank Redemption. Number two is the Godfather. Number three is Godfather, Godfather part two. Number four wow. is the dark Knight. Dark Knight, fuck yeah. Yes. Number seven great, is great, great. Uh, Return of the King, which is the third, but it's still a sequel. Um, right. And The Good, Bad, and the Ugly is number nine, which I believe is a sequel to maybe A Fistful of Dollars, but it's a sequel, I believe. And, uh, well, and then number 10 was just Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. Just impressive that the two of the top 10 <laughs> highest rated IMDb. Oh, wow. Rings. That is uh, crazy. Look how so many are sequels. Isn't that crazy? Uh, so it can happen. Did uh, did you guys watch uh, Blade Runner two twenty forty nine? I have no yet. Blade uh, Runner. I gotta. We we're talking about filling holes. Uh, before I gotta fill my Blade Runner holes. I, oh, I haven't okay. seen either of the Blade Runners. That's yep. a good movie. That's a movie that where list. it only could have been done if the the people who made the sequel understood why this is a cult movie and they did a good job. It's so watchable. It's it's gorgeous. It feels like it's in that universe. It's got its own story though, which is cool. It's like it took it takes place a while later. They made this movie a long ass time later from the first one. Uh, the first one's like this cult movie, and the second one is just like it looks like the first one, but it tells its own story. But it still brings back like the Harrison Ford character. So it's mm-hmm. it's I don't know, but like some movies they just it's like lightning in the bottle twice or something like that. Uh, that's a good movie, and I think Ryan Gosling's in it. Yes, he's. Really good in yeah. it too. We'll have to add that to the schedule. Put it on the calendar. Have you not seen it, Dave? I saw the first one. I haven't seen the second. Oh, dude, you gotta see. Oh, dude, it's so good. It's got that music, that slow synth. Uh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they definitely knew what they were doing when they made that movie. Um, but yeah, I, I always I, I made some notes on good sequels. It's like the Back to the Future movies. Uh, they just oh, yeah. knew what they were doing. It's just like they just had it all in their head or something. And then they had, I have Pixar movies, obviously. Uh, and then I brought up Die Hard because the second one was pretty good, right? And we just talked about it. And the third one was pretty fun. First three um, was good. 
But we haven't. But nobody's mentioned aliens. So I love. I was waiting to bring that one up. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's definitely. And I think it's cool because I I hold them. I like them both equally. Where like I can say they're both different. They're both different genres. Right, but like Terminator One and Terminator Two are both kind of action ish, but Two is just better. Where Alien and Aliens is like sci-fi thriller, hack and slash, to action movie, horror movie, yeah. Yeah, so Alien, Aliens. Yep. I don't know. I just, I'm sure you guys want to talk about it, but I that, I had that on my list. I was like, say, how do we not? It's it something like that is cool because you do get like both different genres, um, and I think they did both the genres really, really well. Um, like, and I don't know. I feel like there's some people who uh, prefer one over the other depending on which genre they like better. Oh, uh, sure. Which is fine too. So you can you know. You can pick which one you like better. I I love both of them. Two has heart. I, yeah, two has a lot of heart. One the kid. Yeah, one knows how to build suspense. Um, oh, one you know, is you know, I, th- I I like one more. One's I could see why people don't like one. It does start really slow. Like it it doesn't actually you know st- shit doesn't start going down until like an hour into the movie. Oh yeah, at least I love it. Uh, but I do like that slow build up. The slow build um, is good. Yeah. It's very effective. Yeah, man. It's so yeah. One is just like it's the ultimate sci-fi thriller for me, for sure. I don't know how you can beat that. It's I'm that, a sucker that creature, for that. Like, it's like the coolest creature. To oh design. my god! It's not scary yeah. in the second one because you've seen it in the first one. You know. Speaking of sci-fi, though, uh, did you guys have other examples of like good sequels? I did. If I don't know if. Uh... You guys have seen this one because it's a little older, but uh, Star Trek Two: The Wrath of Khan. No, I, uh, I'm not a. I you know. I'm not a. Uh, I haven't seen it. In, I haven't seen it in a long time. I'm not a Star Trek guy. Oh, uh, that movie was so good though because, uh, like, Enterprise gets all fucked up. The crew's all getting messed up. Khan is just Spock blowing dies. shit up. That too. Spoiler, jeez. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that movie came out 30-some years ago. That's on you. It's like... Uh, 1982. <laughs> it's 40 years ago now. Was it? 82, almost oh, 40 wow. years ago. So That one was great, yeah. though, because... Wow. I don't know. It was the, the next step up. I don't remember. All the Star Trek movies kind of blend together in my head at a certain point. You know but... the first one. Nobody watched it. Nobody watched the first Star Trek movie because it's hot garbage. It had no budget. It was slightly hot garbage. Dude, it's really it's it's unwatchable. It's unwatchable. And the Star Trek fan base got so mad that they were like, Yeah, wow, we really probably should take this a little bit more serious. So it's night and day. <laughs> it's yeah. like watching like BBC try to do like a movie, and then you have like Disney go and make a movie. It's like you could just see the budget, the care, the the, the... And that's actually a good movie. Two is actually a really good movie. Yeah, there's other absolutely. things that happen, and I don't want to give away, but oh god, yeah, good. I forgot about that one, Dave. Oh uh, yeah, I was just scrolling through this list. There's another one on here. I liked it's. I guess this is more of a reboot. I don't know. We're not really talking about reboots today, though. But the Throw reboot for the uh, the Planet of the Apes stuff that they redid in the 2000s. I gotta watch those. Are they that good? Saying yeah, I, I remember. I, I remember seeing stuff. like the first two of them, and like it. I don't know. It's got Draco Malfoy in it there, uh, Eric. But uh, he's, a, he's a dick in that movie, too. But just the, the build-up and how they, I don't know, they kind of retell the story of how the apes get, like, the 
intelligence that they do and how they end up taking over the planet. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, the first one is absolutely a super good movie. It's definitely worthy of a reboot. That was 2014, I want to say. Somewhere around there. That was, uh, those were good. Kind uh, of look. I mean, a lot of them are. Those also, again, those are movies. They knew they were going to make like three of them, though. Like, you know, like. I think it's riskier, like, when a... Alright, give me a comedy that has a good sequel. Do they exist? Comedies are you know, tough, They though. make a they're, comedy, they have fun with it, and they get lucky. You're trying to make... You're trying to capture that lightning in a bottle again from that first one. Grown Ups 2. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. Oh, I heard Grown Ups 2 is... <laughs> I'm atrocious. just kidding. Horrible. It's absolute. This is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Uh, let me pull up. I mean, I remember Shanghai Noon or it was like good, and then Shanghai Nights or whatever, Shanghai the Nights, second one, yeah, whatever the second Those one was. Good. I, I was like halfway through it. I was like, this is not. The first one was, had a lot of charm, and I remember like the second one was like, just chore, it's choreographed to. Uh, uh, yeah. I don't know. Let's see. I got like it. Yeah, comedies are tough. Comedies Austin are powers. Tough. Those those hit pretty hard. Those were bangers for a couple of years. Nineties. One and two were good. Yeah. Okay, yeah. One is one vastly two. better than I'll, two, I'll take though. one and two. Yeah, I think it's kind of... Two was funnier, but one was better. It's kind of tough to... Yeah. To it is so hard to iterate on comedy. Like, you know, to make what... You know, take what made the first one good and improve upon it in a comedy sense. Like, you can't just make the same jokes over again. Yeah. You know, you have to figure out a different way to get the comedy in there, but still keep the same spirit of the movie. Like... I don't know. I feel like the I feel like the approach with comedies are just be like, oh hey, remember this from the first movie? Oh well, let's do it louder and dumber and bigger. And that sounds like work. a Harold and Kumar movie. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking about <laughs> it. Listen, I like the Harold uh, and Kumar. Uh, movie. Sorry, I, this site's got National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation as a sequel in the in the in the National okay. Lampoon franchise. I got the. I can see that. So I mean. Okay, that those, is a good those, yeah, those are good example right of That's a good that example. Work. Yeah, now, Rush Hour Two. That's a good set of. Mm-hmm. I haven't, I haven't seen uh, it. Okay, Rush I Hour Two. Yeah, I'll take American it. American Pie movies. American Pie Two. Bad Boy, Bad uh, Boys. That one, uh, that bad one, I think it's, it. Yeah, Bad Boys Two. Yeah, that was good. But I mean, it's, it's just more of the same. Few and far between, I think. That right. Like you're trying to Definitely. rekindle the. Rekindle that magic, like Ghostbusters too. Like this kind of bring it back to Ghostbusters. Like they had the same cast. I don't. I'd have to give it a little wiki. Uh, but I mean, they had they brought back a lot of stuff. They tried to do not the same thing bigger, but like, hey, we're saving New York again. Kind of spiel, but it just didn't have like the I don't know. Didn't have the great, you know. I guess it didn't have the laughs that the first one did. I don't know if it was because the first one was setting up the world and setting up the franchise and all of that. And they're just trying to tell, two is trying to tell a story within the franchise. So, you know, you don't get a lot of that cool stuff where they like go to the hotel for the first time and capture their first ghost. And they get to tell all those, you know, those jokes right, are right. trash in the <laughs> trash in the hotel lobby room or the hotel room. Bill Murray's character is like, in the first one, he's going after Sigourney Weaver's character. And that's what was funny about his character is how he was kind of smooth uh, of all the Ghostbusters and the others, you know, 
they're just major nerds. And then Winston, right? Like, um, when he shows up, he's like the guy who's learning what it's like to be a Ghostbuster. And he's just kind of coming in as an outsider, just like us. That's why it worked. That's why the jokes worked. It was the, the one-liners and the chemistry and all those things coming together. So in the second one, they're like, okay, I don't know. They have a kid and the ghosts take the kid. And I don't, I don't know. We need another ghost. And the, 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 the reason why the ghosts come back in the second one is so stupid. I know. Yeah. Um, uh, I was just seeing those characters. We just we were like, whatever. We want to see them again. It's like the Mighty Ducks in the nineties. Remember being a kid. It's just like I don't remember if they were great movies when I when I was little. It's like these are great. I just like seeing those kids again and adding new characters. But I look back and I'm like, oof. Those movies got worse over time. The Ninja Turtle movies back in the day they got worse over time. You know, like yeah. talking about comedy Turtle. sequels. One another one I just thought of Home Alone two is a great sequel. It's just the same I one like as the first one. A it's lot. Just a... I they, like it. They got the formula. Know, but it's in New York. Horrible. It is no, the same I formula. I watched it recently. Fucking horrible parents. But one is I, so much better. I love the, both of those movies. I think I like two a lot because it's the first one I saw. I didn't see Home Alone 1 until like years after I saw Home Alone oh, 2. Oh, really? Like I used to watch Home Alone 2 all the time. Yeah. Um, so I have, I think, I, I mean, per, for me personally, that's just nostalgia talking. Um, but I can agree that Home Alone 1 is better, oh, is yeah. a better movie, but I think it's still a good sequel. Um, just, I mean, like you said, it's the same thing, but I feel like the jokes still land. It's, you know, New York gives it a more fun setting. Fuck the, fuck stuff, the pigeon lady. She sucks. I, the yeah, pigeon I can't. Lady. She's the hero I, at the yeah, end. She saves Kevin but... from the. The wet bandits. Yeah, I guess, but yeah, I was not a I was not a fan of the pigeon lady living in the was she living in like a attic of a church or she something. She was just lonely that, and she had no she had no friends. She just wanted a friend. But that one they're just <laughs> trying to. She was the the scary person that ends up being nice, the same way that the old man that lived next door in the first one was the scary person that ended up being. So that's true. Kind of, and that's what that's what does he true. do? He shows up with the shovel. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah. That's yeah. I mean, that's an example of sticking a little too close to the formula for the sequel because they they know what worked with the first one, so they just literally went with the same one in a different setting. But whatever, you know, it's not it's not groundbreaking, but I still I still like to watch it uh, every now and then around uh, the holidays. So those that are is some, a, some good words. Good I did ones have for me. turtles and turtles too, Doctor. I those were growing up watching those and comics and cartoons and all that shit were that one was weird because it's kind of falls into the same ghostbusters thing where like first one is setting up the world and you get you know you get to meet all the characters and you get all that storytelling and stuff like that and then two they just try to do let's do it bigger and let's you know increase on it and they had i don't know i think they strayed they kind of made up their own story there, there wasn't nothing like that in the comic books or anything like that so that stuff kind of falls but i wish I don't know. They made it too kid friendly, I guess. In the comic books, like the turtles, the Foot Clan are all people, and the turtles are stabbing motherfuckers to the chest. Yes, like they are murdering. Yes, fools. <laughs> they're literally killing they're them all yes. over the place. So I don't know if it's part of the, the pasteurization of the turtles franchise to make it appeal to kids, stuff like that. It was for so kids. They're trying to sell. Yeah, it's trying it to sell kids toys with, you know, the yeah, toys were that huge. Kind of stuff, yeah. So. I think that can. The, was the second one the one? Is that the one where they had the two monsters? Like the. Yes. 
I Hoka, remember Hoka and Razar. They found like we got the we got some more ooze. Let's make some things. Okay, so okay. I remember like being so in, in, into Ninja Turtles. I, I remember this memory. I was so into Ninja Turtles that when they made the movie, it was the, like one of the first movies. It's not the first movie I saw in the movie theater, and I saw it with my neighbor, and we were both like, "Oh my god, I can't believe we saw that! I can't believe we just saw." the real thing like we were just blown away and i remember the second one comes out and i'm like oh my god they're gonna ha-. they tease like two creatures and i thought they were gonna be bebop and rocksteady of course and it was like this weird that's what moment everybody wanted yeah where i was just like wait a minute hold on a second they made who the fuck are these guys why didn't they it's like they have everybody <laughs> but krang and bebop and rocksteady why aren't they here why are they making new characters to me it was like this weird moment as a, in, as my little child brain where it's like, hold, I, I didn't know at the time they were doing it for fucking merchandise purpose or rights are probably involved or something like that. But somebody wanted to either add them on purpose or something. But why were they Bebop and Rocksteady? And it just was like, I didn't like the sequel because of that. As a young kid, I was just like, no, those are not Bebop and Rocksteady. As a kid, you know, something's, something's off. Something here isn't right. Like, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I don't have a ton of nostalgia for Ninja Turtles, but I, you know, I like it. What did you guys think of the the Michael Bay remakes? Just it's a horrible. hot take on those. It's horrible. Horrible. It's a yeah. horrible. It's not, not a big, for us. I remember the thing. thinking the first one was fun. You know, it first wasn't one was all right. Amazing. But you know, the fact that they're like, it's Michael Bay movies don't really have a lot of substance to them. No, not say. at all. I thought um, at least the uh, designs of the turtles were kind of cool. They made them look like yeah, the, huge and beefy, but you know that's Michael Bay. Yeah, they're a giant. Yeah, the person. I mean, they're ugly as hell to look at, <laughs> dude. Yeah, I don't know. They they had such an iconic look in the eighties, and then in the cartoons, right? They tried to modernize them and make them. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I just like it's just hard to let go of that look. You know, I'm sure people who saw the Avengers had a hard time letting go of the comic characters that they grew up with. Right. I mean, it's the same as X Men. Like. When I saw the first Wolverine, uh, the first X Men movie, I'm like, "Oh, why the fuck is Wolverine just wearing normal clothes or black? He wears a yellow fucking costume, bro." But it's like it's probably stupid looking, you know, him walking around in a yellow suit. Right. Yeah. Where's that spiky hair of his? You know? Yeah. Yeah. They yeah they just try to modernize it a bit. Um, it it, it makes yeah. you. But like it I said, I was gonna say it makes you wonder where. When you do make a sequel, like, do you, you get two options? Do you introduce a bunch of new stuff, or do you stay right. in the area that people fell in love with? So, like, it's like Jurassic Park. Like, what do you do it's with Jurassic Park? Slope. How do you make a good because se- there's never been a good movie ever I, since the first yeah, one. I right? forgot like, about only, these ones. How do you make? How do you, ma- Dave? Like, what would you do with yeah. Jurassic Park? What would you do to make a sequel? Ignore the two through all the shit that's been out today. Get rid of them. The sequel's there. You're gonna make it. Um, what do you do? do? Do you stay in the island? Do you do you go somewhere else? What do you do? You know, like that's the thing that these guys gotta. Ha- Don't go into the city. <laughs> I mean, they did that I would, too. I'll put it back on the bit. same. I'll put it back yeah. on the first island. Don't do what Jurassic World. Did. Don't do that. Uh, Listen, I liked Jurassic World. Ugh. I don't know if that's a hot take, but I liked Jurassic Which, World. What was I love Jurassic part when Park. she gets the T Rex to go fight with her to go fight a dinosaur. Is that the part that you like? Listen, those were some cool dino battles. All right, I just want to see big old dinosaurs fighting each other. 
That's not what. See, that's the thing. <laughs> Look at Jurassic Park, the first one. It goes back to fucking uh, I th- Malcolm, right? When he said that, uh, did you ever think that that what what does he say? It's um, your scientists are so so busy figuring out if they could Nature that they never asked themselves if they should. It's the same thing with these fucking sequels. The first one, right, was like a horror movie and an adventure because like the Velociraptors are out there. The uh, and everybody's getting picked off one by one. The T Rex is like a beast; it's so scary. But like he becomes like a kind of like a hero at the end because he eats the Velociraptor at the very mm-hmm. end, so they can escape. He has raptors. all the right pieces, and they, and then the, I, I it's just like when they got to World and she's like got the flare in her heels and she got the T Rex's attention. This is something that we we're supposed to be afraid of. It's just like getting like the great white. <laughs> shark from jaws to go fight like a killer whale or something stupid this is like i can't i thought we're supposed to be afraid of the t-rex he was so goddamn scary in the first jurassic park i don't know it's a soft spot i don't think i think they gotta stop fucking around with jurassic park stop it stop yeah i mean obviously they did the whole thing of playing on this nostalgia like they open you know they uncover the tarp and oh there's the jeep from the first movie and then at the end they bring out the t-rex and like oh it's the same t-rex from the first movie holy shit um yeah look but i don't know those moments kind of worked for me for some reason i don't know why but it was it it was kind of cool to see like oh this is what john hammond wanted to build like they actually got the theme park built they actually you can see it's like disney world with fucking dinosaurs running around everywhere like they actually got further down the line than they did in the first movie and then yo guess what oh shit goes the same again that's something something always goes they never learn nature always finds a way don't mean they never listen Mm -hmm. to malcolm fucking you know everyone ends up dying because they don't listen but uh yeah that's so that's so Part of the reason why I think the second one kind of failed is because the only one they brought back was Malcolm. Like, you wanted to see which why Doctor Ian and that was a bad choice. Yeah, that like, was bad. Yeah, you gotta have you gotta have those three in the movie because and then in the third one they didn't bring back Ian and they brought back uh, what is it Sam? What's his name? Sam Neil. Oh, uh, actor. Yes, thank you. They brought I have, him back in the third one, but they didn't bring back Malcolm. I have a soft well, spot they didn't bring back for Jurassic thing. Park 3 as well. And the only reason is because that movie came out. I was obsessed with Jurassic Park as a kid. That movie came out in 2001. And I went to see it with my mom in the theaters. And I just remember, you know, like, I mean, I was seven years old. So, you know, dinosaurs fucking, you know, it was it was cool. It's a shame. Um, so I have a soft spot for that movie. But oh, I'm not, yeah. not going to say it's a good movie. It's a shame that that franchise didn't let, become like a, the new Star Wars because people love dinosaurs. They tried. And Jurassic Park figured yeah. it out. It's like Jaws. It's just like the first one's the one that's good, and everybody's been trying to figure out why did they that, should have just stopped. Why did the first one work so well? Why can't we make good shark movies or j- dinosaur movies? It's like nobody can figure it out. It's weird, but some people can. Yep. Not even the same. Uh, I saw that Steven Spielberg has a hundred percent. Uh, c- creative ownership or something like that on Jurassic Park. So he approves of everything that's been going on, which is like, dude, are you slipping? Like, right. what are you doing? You 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 looked at the script and said in number <laughs> two that the Mal- Malcolm's um, 
uh, adopted daughter was like a gymnast and she did a fucking gymnastic spin to kick a velociraptor. I was like, little kid, I'm scared of a snake in my backyard. This little girl is going to do moves to kick a dinosaur. She should be fear, like f- afraid. She should just be shaking in fear. I don't it reminds know. Me just... of the, um, let's talk, uh, reminds me of the, let's reminds me of Predator 1, or Predator versus Predators when they brought, you know, the Predators into the fucking city and all that stuff. Uh, is it? Yeah. Like, yeah, whatever. But they kind of, yeah, they kind of tried to do the same thing there, um, which didn't work. I don't think I don't know. Predator, the first Predator movie was great. I don't know if you guys have any uh, affinity for those movies, but um, I like those movies Agreed. a lot. And I agree with everything you just said. First one was great. Second one, not great. Um, I don't know why they feel the need. Oh, first one's in the jungle. What if they brought them to the city? You know, it's a big it, what it, if. It is a big what right. if. It just doesn't. I don't know. I don't know if any they've only uh, gotten worse. movie has ever been successful with that. But yeah, I agree. Uh, that those are the whole franchise. Yeah, those are examples of the first Again, one's good. The first one works because the first half of that movie had yeah. first one's good. Everything else sucked. The <laughs> predator's not even in the first half of the first movie. I think he's just like he, right. he like kind of is like invisible for most of the part and just doing things and it's just like those guys like kind of it's like an action movie for a while and well it's an action movie but then it becomes like this they all get wiped out and it's Arnold versus the Predator and you learn about the Predator's mm-hmm. abilities the second one had nothing to go off of except like more but here instead yeah, exactly you know it's just, exactly why what did this do why didn't you have Arnold back to can be like Dan- like Danny Glover should have been like he couldn't figure it out and it would have been sweet if Arnold came back because like, I've done this before, you know, and he just helps. And maybe he dies doing it, but like it would have been like he like sacrificed him. It's like, take him, <laughs> you know, and he's yeah. something. Whatever the fuck they did. I mean, they're going to bring it back. Arnold's probably like, I'm ready to do another Predator movie. Well, they just re- they just made another one not, like a couple years ago, and that one wasn't received very well either. Those ones. Those ones were weird though when they started bringing yeah, in aliens. It, the predator had its own yeah, dog. Predators hunting aliens and like that. I don't. Alien I don't versus like predator. That cross, That's a good one. Cross vegetation. Like oh, and they did the crossover. It got weird because those seem like they should be two distinct, separate franchises that should be doing their own shit, making their own universes, doing their stuff. And I don't, I don't like that those two cross vegetation. But that's just crossover movies almost never work, anyways. You know, like that, like that kind of shit. Freddy versus Jason, all that type of stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. that was fun lame. fact. Uh... Fun fact about Freddy versus Jason: that's the first movie I ever saw a boob in. So, that's that's one uh, for you. Oh, yep. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I don't know that. I don't know why. I viv- that's a vivid memory. You never saw Total Recall? Not. That was the first movie I saw three boobs in. Three boobs. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, I just remembered uh, comedies real quick. I don't know. Has anybody seen? I saw Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure n- not too long ago, and it was great. Stupid, but great. Uh, Bogus Journey, I didn't, I haven't seen in a while. Is it still hold up? Is it still as good? It was stupid, but it was stupid, funny? but good. But they got into some weird stuff with Station and Death and all that stuff. And even Face the Music that just came out wasn't wasn't a bad one. I thought it was pretty good. But they kind of they relied on a lot of the same old tricks and stuff like that. I believe it's on Hulu now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I've, that one's worth at least worth watching. It's got a lot of the same dumb jokes. The 
sad that uh, we don't have George Carlin in the latest one. But no, no, I know. Which is interesting. That wow, who saw that movie yeah, coming back? That's a weird but it's kind of they kind of try to do the same thing where they're like, all right, let's bring the kids in, and like, all right, let's pass the torch to the next generation, and they kind of try and keep that going on. Or uh, honey, honey, I shrunk the kids. Oh boy, honey, honey, uh, I blew up the kid. Uh, we shrunk ourselves. Honey, I blew up the kid. Oh, and, dude, God. they went everywhere with that franchise. That's... Rick Moranis is like, ka-ching, ka-ching, right. ka-ching. Man, yeah. Again, a good, hey, a good original idea a for the first movie, but then just bad, bad iterations. But yeah, go ahead. Uh, R- Roger Rabbit. I've always wanted a sequel. I know we'll never get it because it had like Disney characters. That would have been fantastic. Like... But could you imagine if they did that today? They just like, yo, let's just do it, man. Let's just do it. You know, they just that one I think would jam, be, and that's got live action with tough. cartoons. That would be tough to recreate like that magic that you got though. Like I don't know. Like, Again, first was if like you get a, the right people like a, who believe in it. Detective kind of movie, but then I mean that one had Mickey Mouse and Bugs Bunny on the screen at the same time. Like good luck at that to try and happen right now. So, no way. Like that was pretty crazy, but that was that yeah that was one that could have had a good comeback. That was like a love story to. You just gotta add like three D characters to do it. Like, yeah, good. It'd be fun. Master Chief I don't know. <laughs> you know, dude. Yeah, you could have Pixar characters showing up, and you could have you could have all these things going on. It would be, I think, it'd be outrageous. I mean, I tried watching that Ready Player One, and I was just like, I don't know what I'm watching. It's just like fucking noise. I was, I got like thirty minutes, forty minutes into it. I gotta go back and watch it. I, I it was just. I, that movie is just loud. I just like, what am I? What is this? Why does this exist? It's just. Ah, am I supposed to watch that movie a thousand times? Because, like, oh my God, is that Tracer from Overwatch? Cram- is in yeah, too? Oh my God, is that King Kong? I don't know. I I just. It's everything. And the character design for the actual players is hideous. And I don't understand. Why do other people want to be characters that exist and other people want to. But the main characters want to be. Just go read the book. Uh, apparently, I apparently like the book's it, pretty good. The book, go back. the book is way better than the movie. I uh, just read that recently in the last yeah. year. They do. They changed a lot of stuff from the book. It's the just book. all that nostalgia, baby. Yeah. So, Dave, I don't know. Do you have anything that you want to say on? on... I guess to wrap it up, let's say you could follow these rules: base your sequels off of books or some sort of source material. Step one. <laughs> Two, two, don't take a lot of time between your sequels. Three, keep all the actors and directors the same as the original, or as close to as possible. And four, make sure you try and tell a new story in the same universe. Not try and like rinse, wash, repeat the first one just because you knew it worked and sold well. Like try and try and expand your horizons in that universe a little bit. But as long as you get, if you get a lot of the same people in involved in making the movie i think you have a much better i agree with all those except number two i think we i think two we we can challenge only because we said that t2 literally they took the time it was like what seven eight years later yeah yep. and then you know so and not saying that it's it typically sure. mostly there's always exceptions just, to those yeah but there are some exam good examples of that not being true i think it's just like more of like we said with four there are good like examples just make sure that the story can stand on its those own those are yeah yeah there's those are you know? guidelines. Yep, exactly. Stand on its own. And I think, yeah, bringing back 
bringing back a, a lot of the same, like all of the same characters, but yes, also yes, you can absolutely. also introduce new characters, but not just, I don't know, not just get rid of the entire cast and then replace them. But, you know, supplementing new things that, you know, uh, make the Dude, old it pains me. Too, it, you know, it, like it pains me that the, the, the Star Wars sequels, the, that trilogy, we never got the Luke, Han, and Leia in the same scene ever and we never will and the way it worked out like when 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 and it's like and i like the force awakens but i just when he killed off han solo i was just like no nope. we haven't met luke that's yet. true yep so now i just got denied han, it's not like han's like a force user so it's not like he can come it's like if they killed luke and luke came back in all right that's fine i could be okay with that but they killed han as yep. soon as he killed him like well fuck you asshole I just, I just wanted to see them. Yeah, I was going to say, he, Harrison kind of spoiled that one by being a curmudgeonly old prick. Bl- blame Harrison Ford for that. Oh, okay. Apparently, he didn't he didn't want to come back for Blade Runner either. He was always, doesn't want to go back and do his old. Whatever. It's more of a thing. I think, I mean, I guess nowadays they have more foresight when they're making movies. Like, just look at Kevin Feige and all the Marvel stuff. Like, they're working in phases. So, like, I'm thinking, like, six seven movies yeah, like ahead. so i can i can plan out all of my steps as i go so i know in this movie like this character is going to have this arc from like you know the first that's true last movie. that's a good point they're gonna have a giant movie at the end where everybody gets together and fucks stuff up so i don't know that seems like the marvel movies yes they're all great sequels to another one another but they're all based on comics so you have a good source material to just pick and choose and pull stuff that you want from you can kind of weave a nice tapestry of Entire, and you can have more fun thorough story together. with the directors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Thor Ragnarok mm-hmm. just stood out differently, but it's also like a lot of people's I think... favorite because it was just so fucking fun. Sure. But that moved a lot you of know? story beats to the next. Like it continued a lot of story beats and passed everything through mm-hmm. the next movie. So they can be different. Yeah. But they uh, just got to think. Think a little further in advance. I think it's, yeah, it's really rare these days that. I mean, it's really rare these days that you get an original idea like at all for a movie that's not based on, you know, source material or anything, but then get an original idea and then have a sequel to that original idea. I feel like that's not super common these days. Like everything, everything is either based on a book or whatever, some other source material, comic book, Um, but Korea, I don't know, or Japan or something like that. They have all the ideas. Yep. (laughs) Yep. That. Yeah. And I don't know. It's tough. It's tough to have an original idea nowadays. Um, a lot of st- everything has been done already. Shout out to Mad Max Fury Road, real quick. Oh, Mad Max Fury yeah. Road was a long time between sequels, and it's an original idea in the same universe. It's. it's I have to watch that one it's again. It's weird that they they changed because... it up. It's a completely different genre. It's just a chase. It's the entire thing. Yeah. Is just a chase but it was cool. I'll have to watch that one again. People were like raving so much about that when I came out and I saw it in theaters and I wasn't really blown away by it. Like I watched leading up to it. I watched all the original Mad Max movies and I loved those like way more than I loved Fury Road, which was weird. Hmm. I don't know. For some reason, I didn't love well, that's Fury a good Road example where everybody else did. The first Mad Max movie is not that it's like, OK, it's actually more rooted in the real world. It's got it's it's yeah. very old too, but the sequel is the very one everybody knows. Movie. The second one's the yeah, one everybody exactly. knows. Yeah, 
It's really good. The third one was and, pretty good too. Yeah, I mean Fury Road, whatever. People like this about Fury Road, but you barely get any Max in that movie. Like you get Tom Hardy as Max, and I like him as Max, but he says like fucking two lines in the entire movie, which whatever. You know, I I feel like that's yeah. the point of the movie is that that Charlize Theron's character gets to shine a little bit more, but it's a fucking Mad Max movie. I want Mad Max in it <laughs> more than he was. But whatever, that's just my own opinion. Ah, oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's just like a different bond. It's like it's like a different bond. It's just you got some that talk a lot more and other ones that are a little more reserved. That's like, what's real. his face right now who's pretty much wrapping up as James Bond? He, he he did really good, but I don't know. Daniel Craig, yeah. Yeah, he, they all have, like, their own, they're all smooth, sexy British guys, but I don't know. Compared to the guy that they had in the 80s and 90s, like... Pierce Brosnan. I, I don't know. He was a good one. Pierce Brosnan's oh, my no, James oh, that, Bond. No, I'm talking about the guy before him, but yeah, the Pierce Brosnan was okay. Pierce Brosnan looked like Bond. I thought his movies were shit. He just he he was all the uh, the model for Bond in all the video games that I played growing up, which is why <laughs> I have uh, more he nostalgia just got, for like, him. The, he just got dealt the worst era of like movies, where not movies, but it, when it came to like franchises, like <laughs> he was like right there in the middle. They didn't really reboot it. They just it was just if you looked at the ones before, he it was just. I don't know. I don't know. It's just when they came out with uh, Casino Royale, that was a hard change, and it felt right. And they got like a really good actor, really good script, really good director. It was that movie is just really good. I think so. It's like my favorite Bond movie, hands down. Yeah, James Bond movies are such a weird case because I mean, yeah, like you get you get these and they have rules too, all with the same actors. Yeah, and then. Like that actor runs his course, and usually, you know, they st- the movie with when you get a new actor, they start on a high and slowly decline. Which I mean, obviously, the more you make, the more that's gonna happen. Um, and then they restart it with a new Bond, which it's cool that I mean they have that luxury to do that, and it's just a unique thing that you don't really see. Yep, just take or leave it with franchises. Sometimes they get it all figured out in their head. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they have lightning in the bottle. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes the fourth one's really good. You know, it's <laughs> uh, you just gotta trust your gut. Trailers don't help. Um, obviously, you should always see the first of anything, just because you gotta know where they're getting everything from, and then make your own judgment from what they've done since. Except you know, for home alone. Tough. There's, there's, first track there's pretty so good. many cooks. <laughs> so many cooks in the kitchen. Like they take so many people True. to put together a movie that I don't know. It's like you got to have like the secret sauce. Like everybody's got to work in unison and come together to make a fucking great movie. Episode nine. It it was like episode seven. It's too much like uh, what we, we've seen before. Eight. What are you guys doing with this franchise? Nine. It's just like, okay, we got these people happy, these people happy, everyone's like, but how do you make a sequel? How do you close the story with this approach? They should have just had the balls to make the movie they wanted to make instead of that garbage. I mean, it's clear, yeah, it's that's a clear example of they did not have a plan for each one of those movies. They just kind of fucking, you know, we got different directors and you could see different styles between, obviously, between Force Awakens and uh, Last Jedi very different styles mm-hmm. between J.J. Abrams and Ryan Johnson. But yep. the last one is just 
Woof, episode nine. I don't want to talk about that anymore. <laughs> I know. Uh, I know. Not a positive. It's, it's painful. All right. Uh, yeah. Are we done with? Sequels? I like the Last Jedi. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Yeah. I I love that movie. Um. All right. Well then. All right. Yeah. Let's let's get out of this. Just like sequels. Just just like let's just end it. It's just let's just bury this. We're done. The story's done. We're done with the story. Let's move on. Let's do something new. Let's play a game. Just like a bad franchise, we're back again for a third time. This time, we have a game, so this will be a lot of fun. We Every episode, we change it up. So this week, Dave's going to be hosting uh, today's episode. What do you got over there? What do we got going on over there, Dave? Uh, this one uh, we are going to, I guess, tentatively call Name That Game. <laughs> So, and or movie, uh, since we were talking about sequels. uh, So I'll spit out, I'll go one fact at a time. You guys will have to buzz in. If you get it wrong, I'll read one more fact for the next person. And then after that, anybody can buzz in. Uh, I got five here ready to go, and we'll play first to three. Whoever gets uh, three right. So should be fairly straightforward. I think you guys can handle it. Cool. Um, I'll give you a little hint off of the bat. That uh, all of these are sequels. Ooh, nice! Imagine okay. that. So, hopefully, uh, IMDb has all my trivia answers correct. So, if any of these are not correct, uh, go yell at IMDb and leave me alone. Uh, <laughs> all right. uh, I'm thinking a number to. Well, actually, no, we don't need a number. This one, we can just go. So That's fantastic! Right. Just go. Right. Yep. Whoever's, whoever buzzes in first. Yep. So I'll tell you guys if it's a movie or a game, too. This first one is going to be okay. a game. Are we both ready? I'm ready. Yep. All right. Uh, this game, uh, at the time this fact was made, was the best-selling video game of all time that was never bundled with console hardware. Wait, it was bundled? Was not was never was bundled, that. never never bundled with a console okay. hardware. Uh, sold nearly thirty million copies worldwide. Uh, when the game was released, McDonald's had a huge promotional campaign for it. Included Happy Meal toys, which have long since become sought after collectible items. This is the first game in this franchise in which the main character can fly. Eric, no, fuck. All right, well, I gotta, I gotta, no. I gotta say something. Do you, something want, do you want it or not? Do you want it or not? All right. Um, is it? Hold on. So, it can fly? So, is it? Main, the main character can fly. Is it thirty million oh, copies? God, I don't know why. I Super Mario Bros. Three uh, popped into my head. Is that final answer? Yeah. That is correct, yes. Eric. Yeah, Fantastic. good. I, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Wow, yeah. nice. Next, right. next game, couple one were uh, game premiered in Japan in 1988, two years before it came to the United States. 
first appearance of a character named Boom Boom, who made a comeback 23 years later, was featured in the movies Beethoven, Three Ninjas, and The Wizard. So I, I had Super Mario... The Wizard one was the... I had Super Mario World in my head, but then you said it wasn't bundled with a console, so it that, mm-hmm. that one was bundled. Mm-hmm. All right. Eric with the first strike. All right. Close that guy. All right. Uh, the next one, let's go with a movie. Um, let's see. Uh, production for this movie took significant, so su- sufficiently long that a main character visibly aged during the shoot. They are clearly much younger in the beginning of the movie. His voice, <laughs> his voice began to pitch and must had been like adjusted in post production. Uh, they also grew so tall over the months that, for one scene shot, uh, had to stand in a hole in the ground in order to maintain height continuity. Weird, what? weird one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, studio executives were nervous and concerned when the original budget of the U.S. Uh, $75 million ballooned up to $88 million. Woo! Hmm. With more to come. Uh, in order to keep the budget manageable, they pr- proposed eliminating a few scenes particularly the opening bar scene. Uh, do, 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 anybody? Anybody? Oh, man. I feel like... I... This is this this is the only movie in the franchise, well, when it came out, to win or be nominated for an Oscar. It won four out of six that it was nominated for. Oh, my God. What, is this a sequel? Is... It, it is a sequel. And it has kids, right? And they're pretty one, predominant one of in the, the main story. Characters in... has a twin sister, which was used in scenes involving uh, multiple versions of that character. What? Until the Bourne Ultimatum in 2007 and Mad Max Fury Road, this was the only sequel to win an Academy Award when the previous. Installment received no nomination. I feel like people at listening have to be screaming the name of this movie because I. I don't know. These are pretty vague ones so far. All right, here's a release date for you. Came out in the year 1991. All right, so it's not Harry Potter too. Oh my god. No, I yeah, I was thinking that too, but it can't be that. Uh, according to the director, one of the actors suffered permanent hearing loss in one ear during an elevator shootout because they did not replace their earplugs after removing them between takes. Alright, so here's my problem. I'm thinking that's kids' movies, but when you're saying there's a bar scene that was taken out, there's an elevator shootout scene, now I gotta rethink... Yeah, what is this? Well, they they wanted to take out the bar scene, but the one of the main actors said that only a studio guy would want to cut that scene. So the bar scene is oh, okay. in the beginning of the movie. Right. Right? Making me get into the into the deeper ones. Oh man. <laughs> the movie is cold. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh one of the main actors had a rigorous running regimen while breathing only through their nose in order to be able to appear to run at high speeds without showing fatigue on film. They trained so hard that they were able to catch up to a dirt bike with great ease 
so he had to slow down considerably. What? Man, I thought this was... Thought How? <laughs> uh, we don't even know what genre it is. I, f- I feel like we're going to... F- there's another... I feel like we're gonna there's another dumb. hint. Uh, we have talked about this movie in this episode at some length. I'm... What? <laughs> uh, the film's the film's domestic box office adjusted for inflation is the top grossing rated R action film of all time. All right, I'll I'll just Brandon. I'm just gonna yep. say it. Is it Terminator Two? It is Terminator oh, Two. Oh, that makes so there much sense go. now. Oh my God, why? It's Holy sorry, shit! I didn't, yeah, I couldn't put all those facts in my head, but I'm like some of those could work. All right, I'll just go with why the, well, the wow. biker bar. That's insane. Yeah, wow. We should have got that way. Terminator. Earlier. Holy wow. Rob, Robert Patrick was able to catch up with Edward Furlong, who aged so much during the filming of the movie. That That's he insane. Had okay. Edited. I didn't know that movie had uh, a slow production. I didn't know that. All right. Wow. There you go. There's one and one. I, I was starting to run out of facts. I was starting to get into the. <laughs> this was made by James Cameron, and it is called <laughs> right. T. E. <laughs> All right, wow. one to one. That's crazy. All right, next one. On to a game. Switch back. Uh, first game in this series to feature full voice acting segment. However, the main protagonist remains silent. There is a character called something. <laughs> Close to remember, resembles comedian Robin Williams. Oh, I feel like you know this. Yeah, this sounds familiar. Was game was originally be planned to be released in 2015, but was postponed to 2016 to include additional gameplay ideas. Game was postponed again and was eventually released simultaneously on two systems, one system and its successor in 2017. Uh, uh, Eric, uh, our, yep. fuck. <laughs> Brandon got it. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Breath of the Wild. Yep. Correct. That's it. I knew yes. it. Shit. Game of the Year Award winner in 2017. Early concepts included a much heavier sci-fi story about Hyrule and being invaded by space aliens. Early prototype of the game built in the old thing. All right. Yep. I just yeah clicked with us at the same time, and you're just a little little faster. Was it the the dual console? Yes. Yeah. We Wii U and Switch. Yep. That got me. All right, I'm going to do this one because I know you have both played this game. Uh, This game made its budget back on pre-orders alone. Uh, Let's see. Brandon. Okay, okay. Yeah, sure. Red Dead Redemption 2. No. Damn. (laughs) False. Wow, going for it. So you can't uh, buzz in after this one. I mean, after this fact, the next. I have fact to wait for you to try. Yeah, you can sit back and relax. I want to give Eric a good one so we can go into the last one. I don't know. If you know uh, this is the first game of this series where one of the protagonists is a family man. A family man. God damn it! Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, 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 wait, hold on. How long? Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. What was the first one again? Oh, pre-orders? Okay. Uh, made its money back on pre-orders alone. Read the second one again. 
Is that the second one? Yeah. The, where he's a family? First, first game in the series where one of the protagonists is a family man. Uh, is it God of War 2018? No. No, fuck. All right. No. Can, Brandon, can I guess no, that? Well, hold on. No, hold on. Well, do I have to read this last one? Uh, let me read Let me read this one so I give you both a, a fair shake here. First time Brandon. Uh, we're <laughs> a protagonist actively partake in the use of controlled substances. Brandon. 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 It's yes, Grand yes, Theft yes. Auto 5. That is correct. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Only only ding, a rock star ding, could ding. make that. The first stat was like it was one oh, of the two. I was like, all right, it's gonna be Grand Theft Auto Five, Red Dead Redemption Two. Okay, there are some ones I was that thinking, I thought would give away. First, Cyberpunk was in my no, head first, but obviously the next fact, the Family Man after one. After that, I, well, yeah, that one, yeah, Michael, yep, Michael, yeah. Uh, yeah. The first game where the map isn't entirely available from the start of the game. First game in the series to feature original music. Prompted after Red Dead Redemption One. I gotta go back and wow, finish Good job, game. Brandon. Stephen Ogg eventually recorded his lines in his underwear to help him get into character. <laughs> Fucking nice. Trevor. Trevor's fantastic. Nice. All right, Brandon. Brandon with the big win there. Yeah, it seemed good like job. I don't know. It seemed like it was easier than than I thought it would be. I I want to do this last one just for uh, shits and giggles. Yeah, just uh, yeah, do it. Just a well, I only have bonus. two points, right? No, you got three. Oh, I guess uh, you got all. You got three. Three. You got three. This is my last one when I did all this research, so I'm gonna, we're going to use it. Um, this movie, 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 General Motors donated 300 cars for use in production of the movie, and all 300 were wrecked by the end of the movie. Ninety-seven <laughs> 97% of the materials from the film sets were recycled after filming. For example, tons of wood from the set were sent to Mexico to build low-income houses. Huh. Uh... One of the main sequences in the movie took 27 days to shoot the main fight sequence. Special effects in this movie cost $100 million. Wow. Samsung produced 10,000 cell phones like the one seen in the film, which sold out very quickly. Martial arts training for the lead actors. All right, Brandon. Yep. It's Matrix 2. Yes, Matrix Reloaded. Nah, yeah, I wouldn't. Sorry, have, I wouldn't have got that yes. one. Never See, seen that's it. That's why. That's why. That's why I didn't know that you hadn't seen. It. I thought everybody had seen Matrix Reloaded. I think I might have seen some of it like a long time ago, but I don't remember anything about it. Hmm. Oh, well, I think you should add that to your uh, add that to your holes. Add that to my holes. I'll fill my Matrix yeah, but holes. You have a hole to fill now. I have many holes no. to fill, and I look I forward to filling them. I want to watch the Animatrix. I would go watch the animes and all the little skits that they made to lead up to two. So that way it explains what's been going on before even one. And if you watch those and then, I mean, shit, I mean, we could even watch the Matrix and then as in its entirety, the Animatrix, the Matrix two and three and talk about the series because the fourth one is coming out. Um, So maybe we'll put that. Do we want to put ourselves through that? schedule. (laughs) I mean... I'll gladly watch the first one again. The first one's great. The first one's an amazing yeah, movie. Yeah, that one's... The, the I, Animatrix stuff is really, really clever, really good. It's a little skits, I've, little I'm animes. interested in that, the two. Yeah, and then two's good because it's like it, it's more of one-ish, but it goes in some places with the architect and, and, and the, the Trinity's kind of dilemma that she's got on hers. But Morpheus is 
awesome in the first one he just takes a backseat in the second one and then just knowing that the third one is vastly inferior to two and one yeah. that's the problem i mean i would i would definitely Did... watch them just to just to see you know where they go with that series but i'm i'm interested okay did you know brandon that sean connery was originally picked to play the architect but he turned it down because he couldn't understand the concept of the movie I'm sure the guy that nah. picked the that role probably had no idea what he was saying. <laughs> Quid pro quo. Just, You're basically an anomaly. I'm like, what the hell is this guy talking about? Yeah, um, nobody knows. But, but um, yeah, and then Will Smith is supposed to be friggin' Neo. I mean, it, that would have worked cool. out. Oh, really? Different movie. No, that one. That would have been horrible. And I like Will Smith, but he's just too smooth and cool. I think it would have. Keanu Reeves out. is the right casting for that character, definitely. Yeah. Tell me I can dodge bullets. No, Neo. I'm telling you when the moment comes, you won't need to. Damn! I can't have Will Smith in that role. Yeah, that's true. Well, congratulations, right. Brandon. You, oh, thank uh, you. Good you job. Really, Good job. Kinda... Thank you. I actually know I watch a lot of shit and read a lot of shit with movie production. I'm obsessed with like little trivia, so I'm actually pretty dangerous when it comes to movie facts. But I got those game ones what I was more impressed with. Um, so let's go to the social corner. Uh, is anything going on over there, Eric? Uh, not really. I've been not this week anyways. Um, I've been off of work, so I haven't been on my computer as much. So I haven't been as active on Twitter, but, uh, I'll get out there. I mean, you can follow us at nomads of fantasy, um, on Twitter. You can email us as always at nomads of fantasy at gmail.com. You can check us out on the occasional Twitch stream, twitch.tv slash Nomads of Fantasy. Um, and that's about Feel it. Feel free to come watch me yell and curse at the TV when I fuck up games. Yeah, yep. <laughs> Feel free to come watch me play some more Game Boy Advance games. I want to stream some more Minish Cat because uh, that game's really fun. So Yeah, there's a lot of cool games that dropped on Game Pass, like you guys were talking about Ascent Mm -hmm. earlier. So, yeah, we're always checking out the games on Game Pass. If people, for some reason, were like, I want to hear their opinion on it, there's a good chance we will have one. Uh, But, yeah, we're always chasing down a lot of those games on Game Pass because they're they're usually pretty fun, and they've just been killing it lately. But on that, I think we can wrap it up. Any final words? Uh, Stay classy, Nomads. Uh... Uh, That's all I got. I don't have anything clever to say, so I love you all. Good night. (laughs) Baba Booey. Baba Booey. All right, Nomads, we're out. See ya. See ya.